Welcome to the Get With It or Get Lost podcast. Starting this one off on a sad note, um, as many of you know, Des Bryant is no longer on the Dallas Cowboys, so it's a sad day for me. Um, you know, I've been a Cowboys fan since 2001. Haven't really had any really star players to latch on to over the years. I mean, Terrell Owens was okay. He was there for a year or two. Tony Romo, eh. I mean, the running backs, I mean, now we got some players. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about when I was a kid. Like, you know, I, I ain't really had nobody to look at. No, I really, you know, was Keyshawn Johnson was on his way out. We had Eddie George for a year or two, Mar- Marion Barber. Like, it's just a whole bunch of just nobody. So, or old washed up dudes. So, when we got Dez, when we got a first-round receiver that was dominant in college, dominant in high school, and came into the NFL – and became an all-pro receiver, ended up leading the league in touchdowns one year. That made me proud as a fan, um, proud of my front office, all that. And I, I was just proud of Dez, man, because I seen him mature. I saw how they tried to drag his name his first couple years. They tried to drag him, and, um, you know, now he's – I just feel like he's grown into such a, a good, you know, football player and even a better person. Like, I don't know the guy personally, but you don't hear about Dez getting in trouble, so – you know, man, it's, it's a sad day to see Dez go. Um, but we had to do what was best for the team. He wasn't really productive over these last couple of years. Um, he was getting hurt a lot. There was a lot of things they were saying had to do with chemistry. They said his um, he wasn't getting along with the coaches. He wasn't getting along with some of our veteran players. So sad to see him go. Um, we did play ourselves, and we played him by waiting so long. We took our name out of the hunt to get an Indomitian Sue or a Tyron Matthew. Because if we would have cut him the beginning of free agency, we could have maybe got one of those guys. Instead, we cut him the last day. So, we, we you know, all the good guys are already on teams. And then it sucks for Dez as well because all the teams that needed a receiver pretty much have been filling those holes. And they're moved on to looking at the draft, you know. So, we'll see where Dez lands. I think he'll end up on the Giants. Or in the Seahawks. Um, either way, I'll, 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 I'm going to be rooting for him, man. And, uh, yeah, I love you, Des. See you on the other side, my brother. So let's move on to the NBA playoffs. Well, wait, wait, wait. First, Adrian Broner is a damn fool. He he fought good against Vargas, but I don't know if people are watching Showtime Boxing on Saturday. Adrian Broner fought uh, Vargas. Tank Davis handled business, too. God, oof. That boy, Javante Davis, I'm telling you, boy, I'm telling you. But Adrian Broner, I don't know what it is about you, A.B. Like, you talk such a good game, man. You go out there and, like, you execute for parts of the fight. But then other parts of the fight, your, your I wouldn't say laziness. I'm not going to call you lazy, but just the whole fact that we know that you don't take your job as serious as you should, it shows in parts of the fight. So your skill is so good and you're such a good boxer that you can still get majority decisions or split decisions or whatever, but for you to just come out and and KO dudes nowadays, I don't think it's going to happen, AB, because you you don't take the game serious, man. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know you personally either, but I didn't see you on World Star at least four or five times this past year with a weak ass rap song. So obviously you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Shit, I'm just saying. But moving on, NBA playoffs. Um, I feel like the only matchup I got wrong 
was the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Trailblazers. I, you know, that was a clean sweep. I picked the Blazers to beat them. Um, that was a horrible pick on my end. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were just too small and too soft to play against Drew Holiday and Rondo. And then on top of that, wasn't nobody on the Blazers front court even thinking about getting with uh, Anthony Davis. So, yeah, man, they handle their business. So, hey, we'll see what they do in the next round. Uh, they'll probably end up playing the Warriors. Um, I think the Spurs is in cahoots with the Warriors because that should have been a sweep too. But um, no, I'm not going to go into any conspiracy theories. But it is what it is. The Spurs won game, won a game, um, surprisingly. I don't know how either. And the funny thing is they lost the game where Pop's wife, our, 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 um, rest in peace, Aaron Pop Popovich, she passed away and then they lost that game. So then the game after that, they won, and I just feel like the Pelicans won. A report came out where Curry's still going to need some more time. It just seemed like it was the logical thing for the Warriors to do is to extend this series. So um, that's what they did. But that's fine because the Pelicans just going to be sitting there uh, resting and waiting on them. So we'll see what, what they got uh, ready for, for Rondo and Holiday and Anthony Davis and them boys. So 1-8 Timberwolves Rockets. That's been a good one. Kind of, sort of. I mean, the Timberwolves have been kind of competitive. Uh, they won the last game, so it's a 2-1 series now. We'll see what they can do. Uh, the 4-5 matchup, that OKC Utah, that, that's better than people thought, huh? Jazz, boy, them Jazz ain't no joke. Ricky Rubio had a triple-double on Russ. So, I don't know, man. So, we're going to see what's up. We're going to see what's up. I still believe OKC going to pull that one out. Um, the next matchup after that which is, you know, the one that people are really, 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 I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say anybody was shocked about it, but I just feel like I called it, and I feel like people are going to have to respect the Wizards, man, and the 1-8 match of Toronto Wizards, man, I mean, it's a 2-2 series, like, I'm not going to lie, after those first two games, I had a feeling maybe my pick was maybe, but I was like, you know what, let me see what they do at home. And they handled their business. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. But somebody going to have to steal a game, and I think it's going to be the Wizards. Uh, Yeah, and then the other Eastern Conference matchups, Cleveland Pacers. Oh, we. Pacers have been whooping that ass, huh? They, 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 they whooped that ass in game one. LeBron came back, handled his business game two. Game three, they went to Indiana with matching suits, and they lost that one. And then they came back with the matching suits and won game four, barely. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's been a lot of close games. And the only ass-kicking was Indiana kicking Cleveland's ass. So, I don't know. We we going to see. But uh, Sixers-Miami, I think the Sixers are going, going to still handle their business, uh, and then, like I said, Boston-Milwaukee, I feel like Brad Stevens is just not going to lose to a interim coach, like, I know people are saying Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo is, is a superstar, best player on the court, yes, I get that, but people got to remember it. two things, number one, my first point is, people got to remember Giannis is a foreign player, which means he just learned how to play probably within these last 10 years, he learned how to play the game, so he's not out there coaching people Giannis is just playing I don't think Giannis is out there pointing people in the right direction telling people where to go his IQ 
Yeah, I'm not saying he has a low IQ, but his IQ is not anything compared to, I feel like, an American player. Like, I feel like eventually his IQ will get there. Of course, he plays in the NBA, but, like, if you just expect Giannis to run a team the way Ben Simmons does or the way, um, even though Ben Simmons is is um, Australian, his his daddy played in NBA or was an overseas player, professional his daddy's american his dad was there for him as you know teaching him the whole the game his whole life and he's played in a lot of american competition and he went to high school in america so ben simmons lebron those type of players just have a different level of iq than these foreign players that barely start playing the game at 17 16 like ben simmons started playing at probably five or six lebron probably probably six seven like you know what i mean so to expect Giannis to go out here and kind of coach these guys to beat Brad Stevens and, and, and a lot of smart players on that Boston team is asking a lot of them. And I just feel like that team doesn't fit well. A lot of those uh, cogs don't fit well. So, yeah, I still think Boston's going to win, even though uh, Giannis pulled out uh, the last game. And, I mean, these playoffs have been great, man. I love them. I'm loving them. I'm loving them. And I can't complain about any one of these first-round matchups except for the Spurs and the Warriors because I just don't like the Warriors. So, whatever. So, let's get into this NFL mock draft real quick. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on the mock draft because I feel like I could dedicate a whole pod to the mock draft, which I might do. I just got to get the right guest on there. Because um, I want to I, I wanna talk deep about the draft. Like, I want to talk about the combine and how nobody set any records this year in the 40-yard dash. I want to talk about top players in every position. So, I will be uploading a separate podcast where I'll be going through the mock with a guest. And I'm going to be trying to go in way more in-depth for, for people that are, you know, really interested in the draft. Because a lot of people don't really care about the draft. Even players, even people that call themselves real fans don't care about the draft. Like, they, you know, find out who their, guy, who their team drafted, and then they go on YouTube, a whole bunch of highlights, and they, oh, yeah, we got a hell of a player. But you got to remember, in YouTube, it's only going to be the highlights, fool. Ain't no, you ain't going to find too many low-light mixtapes on YouTube. So don't go off of that when you're judging um, a player that you're uh, – team pick so i'm just gonna go quickly through my first round mock draft and uh you know talk about the players briefly so the first pick of this year's draft is gonna be the cleveland browns i got them picking sam Darnold, quarterback out of usc i mean i just think he's the best well well-rounded quarterback in this year's draft there's there, there's a couple guys that got weapons that i could say might be better than sam Darnold's. like for example josh rosen's arm might be a little bit more precise and maybe better than Josh Rosen's and maybe Josh Allen's arm is stronger than uh, Sam Darnold. Maybe Lamar Jackson has, you know, way more foot speed and more of a, of a game breaker. And even Baker Mayfield, you you can say, has more of a fire in him and things of that nature. But Sam Darnold, I just feel like is your everyday pick up your lunch pail, come to work type of guy. I don't think he's going to want to be too flashy. I don't think he cares about maybe, maybe. Like, all this stuff is I don't think because I don't know these guys. I'm just going based off of what I saw in college. I don't see Sam Donald really concerned with his brand and things of that nature. I just think he wants to be the best football player he can be. And the Cleveland Browns need that. They need a guy that's going to be 
completely submitted into being their quarterback. So, yeah, Sam Darnold, USC, number one. Number two, I got the New York Giants taking Bradley Chubb. Now, this is for two reasons. The first reason is they let go of J.J. Pierre-Paul and they need a defensive end. And the second reason is I'm just hoping and praying they don't take Saquon Barkley. And uh, and I have to end up facing him and Odell Beckham on the same team. Oh, man, that'll be bad. So hopefully the Giants take Bradley Chubb. I think they should take Chubb because I still feel like as good as Saquon Barkley is, he's not an every down, give him the ball 25 times a game type of running back. He's more of a Dalvin Cook, give him the ball He's better than Dalvin Cook, but I'm saying, like, you give him the ball maybe 12, 14 times rushing, give him about eight receptions, and that's it, you know? So, and then, yeah, but Saquon is a game-breaker, man. But we'll see. He might prove everyone wrong and be every down back. So, number three, uh, New York Jets, I got taken Josh Rosen, quarterback at the UCLA. I just feel like he is the – I feel like he's the best quarterback in the draft, period. I just feel like Josh Rosen has a lot of other stuff going on the same way John Elway didn't want to go to a certain team or Eli Manning didn't want to go to a certain team. So when you get quarterbacks that are already coming in kind of with the notion that they're going to be like calling their own shots and not to the point where calling your own shots is basically they're not going to go with the flow. They're going to want to create their own flow. Uh, I think that's going to make him fall a few spots and, and kind of turn the Browns away. Plus, John, Josh Rosen has been vocal that he doesn't want to go to the Browns. So, Cleveland Browns at number four. So, they have the number one and the number four pick. We got Saquon Barkley running back. Yeah, going to the Browns, man. They're going to get their quarterback and their running back in the top five picks. That's going to be nice. Denver Broncos, got them taking Baker Mayfield. I just feel like he's a good fit with them uh, personality-wise. Um, and he, Case Keenum's there to groom him. And I just feel like Baker Mayfield is the type of quarterback. If you put him on a team like the Jets or the Browns, where it's not a lot around him, he's going to struggle. But if you put him on the team with, with with the Broncos, where he just got to come in and kind of do his job, I think he's going to excel. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield, I feel like he goes to the uh, Denver Broncos. Indianapolis Colts, let's get through this a little faster. Indianapolis Colts, Quentin Nielsen, guard. At number six, uh, he's the best offensive lineman in this draft, hands down. Number seven, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Mika Fitzpatrick, free safety. Number eight, Chicago Bears taking Tremaine Udmans, linebacker. Number nine, San Francisco 49ers taking Denzel Ward, corner. I have the number 10 pick, Oakland Raiders, taking Roquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia. I have the Miami Dolphins with the number 11th pick, taking Vita VA, defensive tackle. He's a beast. He is a beast, like, for real, for real. Like, this dude is a savage. Um, instant starter, instant dude. That's going to be up there with the Sues and the Aaron Donalds as the best defensive tackles in the league. Honestly, he's that good. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen slips to, to the Buffalo Bills and ends up, you know, the Bills' new franchise guy. I still think Josh Allen takes a few years to be ready to play, but you never know what the Bills decide to do. Uh, Washington Redskins, I got them taking Isaiah Wynn, um, guard. I feel like he's the second best offensive lineman in the draft. Now, there's two tackles in the draft, but I feel like the two guards are both rated higher than both the tackles. Uh, Green Bay Packers at number 14, taking Marcus Davenport, defensive end, which is a pick they need. Uh, the Packers can go a lot of different directions, but they need to start making 
you know, some noise on defense. Because I feel like the Packers these last couple of years have been just Aaron Rodgers in the offense and then go outscore everybody, Aaron. And that's kind of a lot to ask for um, an older quarterback. 15, Arizona Cardinals taking Mike Hughes, corner. 16, Baltimore Ravens taking Calvin Ridley, wide receiver out of Alabama. So me personally, I don't think he's the best receiver in the draft, but I feel like he's the best receiver to fit their scheme. Uh, And he's the most ready to come in and maybe get you, you know, 60 to 70 catches, 700 to 800 yards, maybe five to six, seven touchdowns. Uh, Calvin Ridley's pilots. I like him. I, I don't think this wide receiver draft is this class has a lot of depth at wide receiver. I honestly, if I'm just ranking on talent, I wouldn't take any of these wide receivers in the first round, but you don't want to, you know, pass up on a receiver in the first round. Hopefully he slips to the second, but he doesn't. Then you end up getting, you know, a fifth round talented receiver in the second round. So if you need a receiver, take him, right? Uh, number 17, Los Angeles Chargers taking Josh Jackson, corner. Number 18, the Seattle Seahawks taking Derwin James, safety. Now, he, to me, is secretly the best safety in this draft when it comes to just coming in and cracking backs, athletic, just going to be a force on defense, Derwin James. But the only thing about Derwin James is he plays very fast. So I don't know if he's going to make a lot of mistakes or not his first year or two. Minka Fitzpatrick, the guy I got going number seven in Tampa Bay, he doesn't make mistakes. He plays very controlled, and he's big as well. He's not as wide and as strong as Derwin James, but he's just as tall. And um, he's coming from Alabama, man. That's a smart football player. Derwin James coming out of Florida State. He's a hell of a football player, but we'll see if, um, you know, we'll see what he ends up doing. Now, the Dallas Cowboys at number 19. There's a lot of ways we can go, um, especially after cutting Dez Bryant. But I got us take a, taking Cortland Sutton. He's a wide receiver at a SMU, 6'3", ran a 4'5", in the 40. Uh, pretty good, man, 6'3", 220 pounds. We'll see. We'll see if he can come in and do something for us. But we're going to, you know, we're going to go receiver in the first round, hopefully. I mean, we got a lot of holes we can fill, too, on defense. But we got to get a receiver now that we cut Dez. Number 20, Detroit Lions taking Harold Landry, defensive end slash outside linebacker. People probably never heard of him, but he's pretty good. Um, He ranked 20th. um, He ranked 20th in the whole nation in sacks, which is pretty good. So we'll see what he does. I mean, he has 16 and a half sacks in just in a. in 2016 but in 2017 he was hurt a lot but still ranked 20th in sacks so that was pretty good he only played nine games last season but in 2016 he had a hell of a year 16 and a half sacks uh Cincinnati Bengals Cincinnati Bengals Will Hernandez I got them taking a guard taking Will Hernandez another guard um it's a lot of guards getting took first because I feel like the tackle position is such an important position. You don't want to waste a first-round pick on them if you're not sure. And I think the two tackles in this year's draft are good, but they have a lot of question marks. So, number 22, Buffalo Bills again. They got Deron Payne, defensive tackle. So, with the number 23 pick, we have the uh, New, New England Patriots. So, I have them taking that, the first offensive tackle in the draft, and that's going to be Mike McGlinchey. Um, I feel like he's, 
you know, hands down the best tackle in the draft. I think he's a first-round talent. I just feel like he played alongside Quentin Nielsen. So a lot of his, you know, he he was on the same side as him. So Quentin Nielsen made him look good a lot. And I just feel like he is the top tackle in the draft. And the Patriots need a tackle to protect Tom Brady or whoever they decide to bring in that quarterback. Carolina Panthers, I got them taking Jairi Alexander. They got to replace Josh Norman, man. Because they literally went from a Super Bowl contender to, shit, last place. Like, were they last place the very next year? And they, they was close, man. But they need a corner that's going to come in and impact that defense. Tennessee Titans, Sam Hubbard, defensive end, number 25. Number 26, I got the Atlanta Falcons taking uh, Taven Bryan, defensive tackle. Number 27, I got the New Orleans Saints taking Mike Gesesky, tight end. Number 28, Jacksonville Jaguars taking Hayden Hurst, tight end. Number 30, Minnesota Vikings taking another offensive tackle, Colton Miller. Number 31, I have the New England Patriots throwing everybody off, man. Throwing everybody off. But I honestly feel like the New England Patriots are going to get a running back with their second pick. Everybody thinks they're going to get a receiver. Everybody thinks they're going to get maybe a quarterback. I think they're going to go running back, man. I think they're going to get Darius Juice um, out of out of LSU. He's a hell of a running back. Um, he kind of reminds me of Mark Ingram. He ran a 4 4 9 uh, pretty good player, man. 5'10", 212. You know, he had 1,493 total yards and scored uh, 32 touchdowns over three seasons. And he was also behind Leonard Fournette. So, you know, his year without Leonard Fournette was really good. He has a violent run, uh, running style. So I like him. And then uh, number 32, the Philadelphia Eagles. I got them also taking a running back. Um, and I, it's... It, it's a toss-up between Ronald Jones II out of USC and Sonny, Sony Michelle uh, out of Georgia. I think it should be the Ronald Jones guy because I feel like he held it down at USC. Um, his combine wasn't that great, though. He ran a 4-6, so we'll see. But he reminds me of a poor man's Jamal Charles. So we'll see what happens. So that's my first-round mock drive. I kind of went through it quickly. Uh, like I said, I'm going to get a more in-depth mock draft where I'm really talking about players and things of that nature and the top players um, in a couple days. So the draft, I believe, is on the 27th. So we'll have that up before the 27th. So please look out for the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this one. Remember, you better get with it or get lost. Appreciate you.